Duplex Bros back here with another episode. Um, if you listened to our first one, uh, thank you guys so much, and we hope you enjoyed it. Um, we're super excited about this week's episode. We're excited to announce that we are available on anywhere that you can basically find a podcast, um, on iTunes, um, Google Podcasts, on Spotify, um, and basically anywhere else. If you search for us, you can probably find it. So we'd love for you to, to subscribe to us or follow us on any of those platforms so that you can be up to date um, whenever we post a new episode of the Duplex Bros. So super excited about that. Awesome. Yeah, we're excited and... Um... We're excited to have our first guest on our show today and um, what we're going to talk about. And so, um, well, with, let's just dive right in here because um, I met our guest today. I met her. We worked together this past summer in a ministry, uh, Appalachia Service Project. Um, as you know, we live here in Virginia in central Appalachia. And so she came here for the summer to work and got to hang out with her um, this past summer, and so her name is Madison, and she's here all the way from the west side of Philadelphia, born and raised, right? Yep, right outside of Philadelphia, Montgomery County. So tell us about yourself, introduce yourself, tell your listeners, our listeners about yourself. Sounds good. Um, like Jordan said, my name is Madison, but I'm a junior at Kutztown University in Pennsylvania, and I study elementary education and special education, and I'm going to get a certification in Down syndrome and autism. Cool. So, and tell them a little bit about what you did this past summer and where you did it. Okay, so I worked for the Appalachia Service Project, like Jordan said. Um, I worked in Harlan County, Kentucky. I was just actually visiting my homeowners, but... Basically, ASP is a nonprofit organization working to bring Central Appalachia out of substandard housing. So, you're just working on homes to make them warmer, safer, and drier for the people that live in them and creating relationships along the way. Yeah, so that's where we met in uh, ASP, and she spent a lot of time in um, Harlan County. So, um, she's in college, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit today about kind of um, you know, the struggle to, to find and keep faith in college. Um, I know for myself, um, the, the trends say that millennials, that age group, are kind of leaving faith or leaving the church, um, kind of into college or kind of into their 20-something. Um, I know for me personally, I don't really fall into that trend because I, I didn't really disconnect. I didn't go away to college, uh, for one, and I didn't really disconnect from my home church. What about you, Nathan? Yeah, so I actually went to went to school in my hometown, and so uh, I basically attended the same church that I went to uh, when I was in high school when I went to college. And so my parents went there, and I lived with them, so I don't really have a choice. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so it's basically the same thing. So I guess for I, I guess for uh, Nathan and I, we don't really fall into this trend. So uh, we just want to kind of talk to someone who's in college, who kind of went away to college, and kind of um, what she has to say about that. So, um, Madison, can you just share, like, I don't know, kind of your experience with, with faith and church before college? Yeah, so before college, I was in a youth group at my church, went every Sunday and went to the different events they had throughout the weeks and the retreats that we had every month. And I was super involved. My dad and I would go to church every Sunday after 
like the youth group and I have such great friends from there and we're still friends now but it was just so easy when I was at home to keep up with my faith and like just have people there who it was okay to talk about with and like like you guys said I feel like I kind of fit in that trend when I went away to college because it's two hours away but before I went it was just a lot easier like you said you stayed in your hometown it was by your home church and like when I'm at my home church it's so easy but when I leave, it's not really that easy. Um, so, like, going away, it's, it's, fine, it's finding its difficulty. So you're away at college right now. You're a junior in college. So mm-hmm. talk about, like, what are your struggles to kind of, like, keeping that faith, um, your, your Christian faith in the college setting? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like... At first, when I went away to college, I didn't really have, like, a good friend group, and that, like, I struggled with that a lot, because I feel like with your faith, like, you need to have people there that you can talk about it with, and always be there, like, for you if you are struggling or need anything, and, like, until my junior year, I didn't have that, and, um, like, I love going to church every Sunday, but as soon as I went to college, like, the church just wasn't the same as my home church, so I think it was a little hard just not fitting in how you thought you were going to. Um, But I think definitely, like, the biggest struggle was not having the same people there for you and not having, like, the same support that you did when you were at home. You are just thrown into, like, a different atmosphere. Um, One of the things that, like, helped me not struggle was that I have a group chat with, like, all of my youth group friends, and we still talk in it to, to this day, but... Yeah, I guess just, like, my biggest struggle is not having people there or not having, like, a place to go um, in Kutztown that I could help with my faith and not knowing, like, how to guide myself with it. So something I want to ask you about, so I'm a youth pastor. Obviously, I work, and we talked about this in episode one, but um, you talk a lot about your youth group from high school. Obviously, you're in college now, three years in, and so um, I was, I just, I think it's interesting that, a lot of kids, once they go to college, I feel like they've been in the youth group for so long that they don't actually know how to, like, attend church outside of a group. So, like, they're in kids' ministry, then they're in middle school ministry, then they're in high school ministry or youth group, right? And they're isolated to, like, that group, and I'm, like, in those silos. But, like, a lot of times they don't know how to actually attend church. And so uh, there's a lot of groups in college, but it's, like, even if they don't connect with a group in college or once they're done with college, you know, like, there's a lot of group. I was in crew in college, and it was, like, well, now that crew's done, what do I do now? And so, like, in your experience, you know, being very involved in your youth group, how would you say that, um, you know, that affected you when you went into college? Did you find a new group, or did you kind of, like, drift off and then and, and maybe come back? Or, like, what, what was your experience going from a youth group-orientated type of situation to like kind of having to figure it out on your own mm-hmm. um so I feel like when I was in high school like you said like you're in that group and it's a good group but then as soon as I went to college it's like not that I lost that group but I just lost the stability of that group and them like showing you how to be faithful and like going to church and yes it's like you can still do it on your own but I feel like you're just not like taught how to do it on your own I personally think it would be cool if like your youth groups from home like your youth pastor or whoever's in charge of your youth group, like, if they kept up with you in college, like, I still talk to my 
um, youth pastor, and, like, I go back to my church a lot and see how they're doing, but, like, even if every Sunday when they talk about whatever they talk about in their youth group, like, if they just send out an email to the college students about what it's about, I feel like that could be, like, a way that they could keep up their faith in college, but, like, I didn't have that, so it was a little hard, and, um, I did end up trying to go to the, um, group in Kutztown for Christian Christianity, but it just kind of felt like they already had their preset group, and it was just hard for me to, like, fit into what they wanted everybody to be like, and so I kind of just felt disconnected from that, and every single Sunday I went home I felt reconnected, and I just felt like I didn't know how to fully reconnect at college because I just felt a little lost with my faith hmm. when I was there. So, like, so from my perspective as a youth pastor, like, that's something I never would have thought of, like, that my former students would actually, like, I mean, I've attempted to try to keep in contact with a few of them that I, like, had a really good relationship with, but would you say, I guess, in your experience, I guess it sounds like that you would want, like, somebody, like, your youth pastor from high school to still keep up with you and, like, you know, check in with you, or do you think they're... I guess I don't even know how to say it, but is that something that you would, like, that you would think most college students would want, or do you think they'd want, like, a disconnect? Maybe if they had, or if they found, like, a new group, they'd kind of be like, well, I wish my old youth pastor would leave me alone. Like, mm -hmm. just from my perspective as a youth pastor, trying to, like, you know, connect with my kids that are, are now gone. Yeah. I feel like not even, like, I feel like some people would want the connection, but some people would want disconnect. So I feel like a happy medium would just be like sending an email once a month or something like that about what you did or like just a devotional or something that they could read, not really like keeping up with them and just like leave a message saying like, if you ever want to talk, I'm here and like inviting them to reach out to you instead of you just like nagging them all the time with questions or like trying to keep in contact with them. If it's just like an occasional thing you send to them, that might be better. Because yeah. Where I, I used to be a youth pastor, and it's, I'm glad you guys mentioned that keeping up after like or when they go off to college or whatever. And I, I was on, I was not good at that. I just wasn't, and I wanted to be because like I just didn't want to say goodbye to students who just graduated. And so I remember like it was definitely difficult to do it beyond the first year of college. And um, like as a person in ministry, I just think that we would have to be better at that. Um, I have a really good friend. She's just an amazing youth pastor, and if she's listening, she probably knows who I'm talking about. But um, she's really good at this. She's very intentional. In fact, I just saw recently that she was doing an event over Christmas break that she was doing um, um, the name of her church, and, and she called it Alumni Weekend. Hmm. And so, like, a retreat. And I'm like, that's really cool that she would get, like, all her former graduates together when they're home over break. And so I just thought that was a really good idea. But I remember, like, one time... It was exam time for some of my students who were in college, and I sent I sent them a care package, hmm. just like just stuff in like a, a small package and the appreciation. Um, in fact, I did it to people who graduated from our church, not necessarily in my youth group, and the reaction that I got back, they were so thankful and like, um, I just thought like, man, like they really weren't involved in youth group. They were really thankful that I, like, just did that while they were off at college. So, like, I think that simple connection to the church could be really effective. Yeah, it's a unique, it's a unique situation because it's just, like, you wouldn't think necessarily that they would. But then again, like, if you think about it, if you had a kid for four years, you know, you spent a lot of time 
getting to know and investing in, in those students. And so I think that's definitely a, a weak spot. I mean, obviously, if they go off somewhere, if they're in your, like, if they stay in the same town, you know, they can connect into, like, the other things in your church. But I, I guess I never really thought about if, you know, how much a college student would appreciate that that kind of thing. So that's great insight. Mm-hmm. Um, my church actually does what Jordan says, and right around finals time, they send all the college students a care package just, like, reminding them that they're there and that, like, you can get through this tough time, and if you need them, like, just feel free to contact them and give them a call. And it's actually something that, like, the youth group of high schoolers do, and they send to the college students, and they'll leave, like, a nice note. Like the Barna group in their research, and they said that um, basically every three out of five young Christians are leaving faith or leaving the church. Um, so one of those those reasonings for that, the, the trend that they're finding is that... Um, their experience of Christianity is shallow. And I know this is a topic, Nathan, that we really could go on and on forever, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, not, this might be another episode for another time. But, um, yeah. So, anyways, here, here are a couple of the reasons, okay? One-third said that church is boring. Um, another percentage said that, they said that the Bible is not taught clearly or often enough. Um, so... When you hear that, Madison, what comes what comes to mind? Yeah, so going off the one that said church is boring, um, I'm not gonna lie. When I was little, I kind of thought that, but as I got older, like I paid more attention in church and found it less boring. Um, <coughs> one of the pastors at my church, his nickname's PK. I won't say his real name, but um, he really helped me think that church is not boring and like connect more with my faith just because he's more connected with, like, the 21st century, and I feel like it's just easier for not only me, but, like, other college students and younger students to connect with the church because he connects with the things that are going on in our lives. And sometimes when I'm at college, like, I still listen to his sermons online and, like, follow him on Facebook and Instagram and, like, He's written books that are super interesting, and it's just, like, the reason now I don't find church boring. Not that, like, my other pastors were boring or church, like, was boring before. I'm just more interested now than I was before. So, So, I think if we're all honest, I mean, Nathan, you can agree or disagree, I guess, but um, if we're all honest, at some point, whether it was a sermon on Sunday or or an activity or something, uh, we can all agree that probably church was boring at some point. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like, if you're studying the book of Numbers, right, or something crazy like that, it might be a little boring. Or it just might just be something you're not interested in. Like, if you're in a, in high school or middle school or even in college and they're doing a series on dating and you don't have a girlfriend or a boyfriend, like, you might be a little bit more disengaged. Than if you, you know, if it, if it's not as relevant to you, in in your life. Now, you know, being in ministry at some point in my past, um, one of the other things it says it says the Bible is not taught clearly or often enough. This is interesting because you just mentioned like oh maybe the Book of Numbers or whatever, and I am not. Um, how how should I say? It? I am not definitely not like a theologian. Maybe that's, like, not the right word to use. However, I'm not, like, 
I'm not going to sit down and say, hey, let's just talk about nothing but theology for the next four hours. Now, I'm sure, I've had some great conversations about theology and that sort of thing. Um, I took classes, but um, at the end of the day, even the word theology probably bores me. <laughs> but it's interesting. They said that the, the experience is shallow, but yet they want to know more. Like, I think that, that millennials want to go deep, Right? Oh, and I think that today the church is like gotten into these messages of like, oh, here's how you can apply this to your life. Here's very practical stuff. But yeah, that's like not the stuff they want to hear from what these reasons say. Yeah, I would say yeah for sure. Practicality and application are like thing that every, the thing that everybody thinks that they want. But like I think you know you know even like the church that i work at you know has has progressed a lot and was very attractional and i think the millennials grew up kind of in that attractional church era which it was all about getting the people in but like then it was topical and how does this apply to my life but i know like in my background i went to a christian school for 9 years and it was taught you know the bible for the most part and not that like a lot of churches necessarily aren't but it, they might take like one passage of scripture and then like tell a story and things like that but I think you have to, you know, like, a biblical foundation is really important. And I think, like, millennials especially, because they're so bombarded with with stuff on social media and, and fake news and whatever you want to say, right, they're bombarded with so much that is not true, especially, like, at church especially, not just, like, it's very shallow. Like, I think millennials want deeper stuff and want truth and want foundational things that, that they can cling to because the times are changing so frequently, you know, trends are, are are changing almost daily. You know, things that are are popular. But I think, and, you know, if you if you base your teaching and you base all of your like, you know, you're preaching on that in a church, I feel like it's gonna be very difficult because you're constantly gonna be changing. But like the foundations of, of the truth don't change. Yeah, um, that's true. That's just my thought on on that stuff. I mean, so what do you? I mean, Madison, what do you think? Um, I guess you're a little bit more of a millennial. Than, than us in that category but would you say like do you think your your generation is searching for truth or, or more like things that I can apply you know what I mean like or how would you what would your take be on that yeah um well I feel like I kind of connected with what you said about fake news and like the truth because um the pastor I was talking about earlier actually did a sermon on fake news and the truth of the bible <laughs> um and I feel like that like is something that we do look for in, like, knowing the truth about the Bible and, like, what it actually means. And I feel like some people might think it's boring just because the way it's written and they might have a hard time understanding it or they just don't want to, like, take the time to focus. But, like, if you can, like, translate it yourself or actually read it and, like, study it or find, like, an app that will translate what different verses mean for you, then it would be a lot easier and make it more practical for, like, the college student or a millennial to understand um, rather than just, like, reading it and not having a clue. I feel like sometimes, like, college students or millennials think it's boring just because they don't take the time to figure out what it possibly actually means. Hmm. So, so, Madison, we were talking outside of here, and you, you're, like, kind of right in the thick of college right now, but you mentioned something that, um, you know, has really, really helped your faith in college. Um, and, and I think our listeners would really want to hear what that was for you. And um, that's kind of how we connected and shared that experience. So I've kind of seen it firsthand, but can you just share what that was and, and what that was like? Yeah, um, 
so I feel like I started reading the Bible more um, this summer. Um, this past summer, Jordan and I were on staff together for the Appalachia Service Project, and when I started this summer, like, I bought a new Bible, and I started Bible journaling, and now, like, every single night for at least, like, a half an hour, I'll either, like, just read a part of the Bible or just, like, journal about different sections inside of it. Um, but, like, working for ASP definitely has helped my faith because you're there with, like, a bunch of friends who all are, like, faithful and feel the same way and that you can always talk to and you have, like, supportive people like Jordan, who was our chaplain, always, like, being there for you, um... So ASP has definitely helped me with my faith, and it's, like, why my faith is stronger now than it was my fr freshman and sophomore year. Um, I would definitely, like, thank ASP for that because before, like, I struggled with my faith, and now that, like, the summer's over, and, like, after I went through the summer, like, my faith is so much stronger because I actually, like, had the time to sit down and, like, look at the Bible or just, like, have faithful experiences or, like, God moments that... Um, help me through the summer and people supporting me, I guess. Sorry, kind of rambled. No, that's fine because, um, man, just diving into the Word. But you were diving into the Word in the middle of, like, serving others. And when I think of serving others, it's, I mean, obviously it's so cliche, but there's there's nothing, there's not a better example of that than Jesus himself. And so... Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, when we talk about a, a shallow Christian experience, I would say that those who have experienced the, a shallow Christian experience have not experienced serving people in need. Mm. And you did that right in the middle of college. Yeah. And it, it just it's, it's helped your faith. And yeah. So. I think, like you said, it's definitely helped my faith. And I think that like it's helped my faith because of some of the people I have um, met through ASP, and they have, like, impacted my faith, like, for an example, like, there's two people that I can think of right now, but one is, um, someone I had on staff, um, a long time ago, and just, like, we have these things called, like, staff shares, and it's basically, like, your faith story, and hers, like, connected with me, and this summer I wrote mine about her, but, like, she's always been there for me through my faith, and, just, like, seeing her connection with ASP has helped my connection with ASP and my faith. And then also, um, I actually have it on my phone, but Jordan this summer would send us, like, emails and do different, um, devotions and stuff like that for us. And just, like, there's one verse that he said at the end of the summer that, like, stuck with me, and I, like, read all the time in my journal that, like, I, um drawn on it and like just I don't know I always go back to it so it just basically talks about like the gift that God gave you and using it in your life and I feel like every time I think of that like it helps me with my faith because I know that like like serving is one of the gifts that I was given and it just helps me with my faith yeah so Madison I want to say thank you for for sharing and just a great conversation and uh, just being so real with us, really here on our, this feels like our first real episode, and yeah. I'm excited what this podcast is going to bring, so. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it kind of sounds like, you know, groups and, groups and, and guidance 
are really important, I think, in, in your walk. You know, you talk about your youth group growing up, and then you, you get involved with ASP, and you meet a group of people that are great and can help you grow. And then also, you know, like you have a great youth pastor, you have somebody like Jordan who's your chaplain who can help give you guidance as well. You know, I think those things are, are really crucial. And so I think you've given us a great insight and kind of um, just the experience in today's day and age of being a college student and trying to live out your faith. Because I truly believe this is probably the hardest time ever <laughs> to do it, you know. Yeah. And, and so I think what you shared with us and with our listeners is definitely great stuff and will be very helpful. So we appreciate you being on the show. Of course. All right. So... <laughs> That was, you know, that's episode two. Um, let us know, listeners, if there's something that you want us to talk about um, on the show or if you have any thoughts on um, the struggle to find and keep your faith um, in college. So um, this is episode two. We're signing off, Duplex Bros, with uh, conversation with uh, Jordan and Nathan. See you next time. <laughs>